to get to. Let's get to it. Um, here, we got to start in China. Sam Cooper says, exclusive China-infiltrated provincial and federal party leadership races in 2022 and clandestinely funded one Canadian mayoral candidate in 2018 and in, in 2022. That's according to a CSIS document. And Sam Cooper is a very, very, he's he was on global news for a long time and now he's got his own independent thing. And he's, he is on the China beat and he's often very, uh, he's got very interesting information. And this is just a quick thread talking about the latest in that. Um, he carries on number two, the report's chief allegation, Chinese officials arranged in June 22 to serotypously meet a, an elected provincial official only to only identified as CA3, suggesting CSIS monitored a particular candidate in Alberta or British Columbia. This, this Canadian democracy we are talking about uh, this is Canadian democracy we are talking about, but party leaders in BC are being interviewed by media linked to the People's Liberation Army, that's Phoenix TV, about election issues, obviously in operations to get Canadian leaders into poisonous, non, not, into positions, excuse me, not consistent with our democracy. If the politicians are being self-serving their election interests rather than serving our democracy, they have to be exposed and made accountable. Ooh, we're really not good at that in Canada. People will call you racist before they'll hold you accountable. Uh, a few people on Twitter have asked, will the inquiry verify your report? Read it. That's the whole point. The inquiry has holes. CA1 said they were unconcerned as CA1 knows how the underground works and that, that they, the PRC consultant, had supported CA1 in various past elections. The CSIS document reviewed by the Bureau says underground interoperability UFWD and triads, Fujian Mafia casinos. Let's walk through a bit of evidence like the Crown did in the Ortiz trial. Documents tell a story. This investigation compares some documents, one of them partially reported by the Globe. I'm presenting a fuller analysis de detailing money in two successive elections. So it's, it's very, very interesting how deep these Chinese influence roots go in Canada. Here's Andy Lee again exposing this kind of stuff. And she says, Justin Trudeau poses with a disbarred lawyer, Hung Go, guilty of misappropriation of clients' funds. Transactions were at risk for being used to money to, to launder money. Go, Go, a Richmond, BC resident, donated the maximum amount to liberal Gang Tan's Toronto riding before the 2017 election. So it's the, these kind of things, having a picture taken with Trudeau could just be innocent, you know, takes a lot of pictures with lots of people, but could be something else too, right? Very, very interesting what's going on. Let's talk governance. Pierre Polyev says, your money, foreign workers, no more lying and denying, release the contracts now, $15 billion from taxpayers to hire foreign workers. Fiction or fact, um, and Justin Trudeau says in November, 20, in November 23 uh, that it was based on rumors and disinformation and fact, says the conservatives on global news, citing global news. Nexstar Energy says it expects upwards of 900 foreign workers to help build its heavily subsidized electric vehicle battery plant in Windsor, Ontario. I really feel like this is going to be a boondoggle. A boondoggle is just a lot of money wasted for nothing at all. And it could be that the boondoggle is like the ghost contracting where you get an app that should have been, you know, $100,000 or something to that effect that ended up being $11 million um, or more, $54 million, excuse me. $11 million was what the the... CS Solutions um, got, I think that's that's probably the wrong name, but one of the ghost contractors, they got them. They got that amount of money and that's a lot of money, right? Like that's pretty lucrative to 
project manage, right? Project management, that's where the money's at, especially for the government. Anyway, Michael Barrett is talking about this, the green slush fund, and, and we're seeing Trudeau's, uh, well, supporters being removed or resigning for inappropriate behavior from positions of power. So that's interesting, although I don't think it's still enough to tip the balance of power necessarily. But it's interesting to watch happen. Here's Michael Barrett talking about all of this. Here we go. Another Trudeau liberal scandal. Recently, it was revealed that liberal insiders are getting sweet deals from Trudeau's $1 billion green slush fund, and taxpayers are footing the bill. Following my letter to the Office of the Auditor General, the Auditor General announced an investigation into the case, casting a spotlight on at least $40 million of misappropriated spending. Trudeau's green slush fund is now in crisis. The president quit, and now Trudeau's hand-picked chair has resigned as the corruption is being exposed. And despite promises of transparency, the Trudeau Liberals are doing their usual routine of hiding, evading, and shifting the blame. The Ethics Commissioner responded to my report of violations of the ethics laws and has initiated an investigation into Trudeau's appointed chair of Sustainable Development Technology Canada. As chair, she admitted under questioning at the Ethics Committee to funneling over $200,000 from taxpayers into the pocket of her very own company and then paid herself $120,000. Is it a breach of ethics? Yes. And should Canadians be outraged? Of course. But should we be surprised? Not at all. This is the same government that brought us the Caribbean Island vacation scandal, the We Charity scandal, and the SNC-Lavalin scandal. A government that appointed a minister's sister-in-law as the ethics commissioner and awarded lucrative contracts to associates and friends and even former Liberal MPs themselves. Of course, all of this happened under Justin Trudeau, who has twice been found guilty of breaking Canada's ethics laws. This was no accident. This is a pattern of behavior, which at this point goes back nearly a decade. So far, the NDP Liberal Coalition and their bloc allies have opposed efforts to release all the documents related to the Green Slush Fund, raising obvious red flags over transparency. But you can count on this. Conservatives are going to get to the bottom of it. And we're going to hold Justin Trudeau and the Liberals and his insiders accountable because that's what you deserve. So share this video so that we can continue to expose corruption in Liberal Ottawa. Well, there you go. So it's a good video. It, it hits pretty well. The music isn't too overpowering or anything like that, but it is, you know, it's there noticeable. But other than that, it's pretty good. The music doesn't take away from it. It just, it sets the tone and uh, I just... I have mixed emotion. I have mixed feelings on the the music in the background. Here's Polyev again. He's talking about the senators blocking Bill 234. He says Trudeau is ordering his senators to keep taxing the farmers that feed us with 2 million visits to food banks each month. It's time to pass common sense conservative Bill 234, C234, to give farmers a carbon tax carve out. And this is in the National Post saying Senate defers vote on bill to exempt farm heating from carbon tax until next week. So that's, I mean, you know, it's they're delaying and delaying and delaying this was from when was this yesterday i guess this was yesterday um mr polyev put that tweet out yesterday so 
presumably this is from yesterday, but still pretty wild stuff. Here's government.exe. He says, I was under the impression that the job of the federal government was to uphold the charter, protect our rights and freedoms, our borders, our sovereignty, and run the military. Looking back, the state has trampled our rights, attacked our borders, and systemically destroyed our armed forces. And what do we have to show for it? A 40% tax on income. Instead of asking what color team should be governing, governing us, we should be asked, we should ask, if we are getting value for our hard-earned money? Right now, the answer to that question is no. Instead of asking Pierre Polyev, or if Pierre Polyev or Justin Trudeau should lead us, we should be asking why we need a federal government given how poorly they've done their job. Yeah, public health, public education, all sorts of different things have really betrayed the public, as I'll illustrate later um, in in the Carolyn Brzezowski story. Here's Paul Mitchell, and he says... After the Trudeau Liberals announced cuts to the Canadian military, gave $9 billion in aid to Ukraine, added another donation yesterday of 11,000 assault rifles and over 9,000, excuse me, 9 million rounds of ammunition, Chief of Defense Staff Gerald Wayne Ayer shockingly admits, one, we're out of people, two, we need to rapidly, urgently rebuild our readiness, three, equipment, our serviceability rates are low, four, ammunition, critically low, and five, our infrastructure needs a lot of work. In some cases, it is in critical shape. And here's the video of that. It's a cut. So there's edits in here, but I don't think it's cut to make it disingenuous. I think it's just cut for time and brevity. Here we go. People, uh, we are short people. We need to rapidly, urgently uh, rebuild our readiness. Equipment, our serviceability rates are low. Ammunition, uh, critically low. Our infrastructure uh, needs a lot of, uh, of work. Uh, in some cases, it is, uh, it's in critical shape. People. Uh so that's, I mean, that's not a very good report card in a very short time for the Canadian military, right? And so what are we doing to fix it? Nothing. I think they're doubling and tripling down on calling, um, calling Canadians terrible, awful people that the government generally dislikes. It's very, it's quite something to live through. It's very interesting. Here is... This is a translation of this tweet in French, in French, and Eli, I think it's Eli, says, translation, members of Quebec's left-wing Solidaire Party have voted a two-thirds majority to require that Canadian or candidates in upcoming by-elections to be a woman or non-binary. Okay. That doesn't seem like a good pool to exclusively draw your talent from. I feel like there are better pools with more depth just by, you know, just by including more people, etc. Hmm. Anyway, here's some baby news. Babies are always good news. And Raquel Dancho is an MP and she's very articulate and she, she works really hard. And I was wondering where she'd gone and here's where she'd gone. So uh, November 25th, she announces Scott and I are overjoyed to announce the birth of our daughter, Elizabeth Eden Gursky Dancho, born Monday, November 20th at 8.46 p.m., weighing nine pounds, blah, blah, blah. Both baby and mama are healthy and well. Uh, we are blessed and are blissfully in love with our beautiful baby girl. So there you go. Congratulations. Babies are always good news, right? So that's good news. Um, so we, I wish them luck. Here is uh, Peter Sweden. The, this is what's going on in Spain. And this is what's also going on in Canada. I'll show you both. Um, Peter says, this is unacceptable. Spanish police are now beating women and the elderly for peacefully protesting against socialism. Media is not reporting this. Please share. And yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised again by any of this, but this is what's going on.
it's more carrying this woman out. It doesn't look very much like police beating anybody, but it is very unsettled in Spain there anyway. Here is a wild video out of Surrey, BC. Video has emerged of the Surrey RCMP giving chase to a tractor. The tractor then getting rolled while the RCMP vehicle rubs close into the tire. Link to the story below. Here's the story. Okay, one person in custody after tractor rolls over in Surrey, BC. RCMP says one person was taken into custody custody after a tractor struck a police car and rolled over in Surrey, BC on Sunday. RCMP say members of the BC Highway Patrol were dealing with a service call around 12.35 p.m. when they came across a tractor on Highway 1 that was, quote, possibly involved in a protest. They attempted to stop the tractor, which resulted in an initial collision when the tractor struck a police vehicle, said the RCMP. They attempted to stop the tractor. How did they attempt to stop the tractor? Hmm. And then initial collision. So was the collision the fault of the tractor driving into the police cruiser? Or was it the fault of the police cruiser driving into the tractor? I think there's a little bit of video to show you on that. Um, the incident ended when the tractor rolled over as it tried to take the on-ramp to Highway 1 westbound. No, they, they executed a roll maneuver. They executed a maneuver here. Watch. Here's, here's video of this. <laughs> They're rubbing the tires there. They're rubbing the tires. Holy shit. Yeah. They knew that was going to happen. That wasn't a mistake. That was a maneuver. Jesus. Wow. Right? It was, they purposely, they, they did that. He wasn't trying to take the on-ramp. I mean, maybe he was trying to take the on-ramp, but they rolled into him and caused that collision. They did that. The police, it looks to me, that they did, they did that. Um, and so here's... Um, RCMP say a, per, say a person was taken into custody and transported to a hospital for injuries. Officers are in the northbound lanes of the 176th Street where it crosses Highway 1 and the traffic has been disrupted, the RCMP say. Corporal David Noon with the Lower Mainland Integrated Collision Analysis and Reconstruction Service, they have a video, said on social media on Saturday afternoon that the team members have been deployed to Highway 1 and the 176th Street westbound entrance. CBC News reached out to the BC Highway Patrol for comment. RCMP did not provide details on why they think the tractor may have been involved in a protest or the nature of the protest. So because they suspected, this wasn't like OJ, right, in the white Bronco driving down the freeway. He's going to get away. We've got to take this down. This is, do you think that guy's involved in a protest? Yeah, he probably is. What what should we do? Let's roll that tractor, buddy. Like, boom, look, they drive it. Holy shit. They, They stop the one wheel. And the momentum, they knew it was going to happen. They knew, without a doubt, they were, they were going to trigger that. So it's pretty sick stuff. With absolutely no evidence, we, we thought maybe that there was a, they were involved in a protest, so we took them out. We took them out. There you go. You're welcome. In safety. For your safety, comrade. Don't you question it. Right? <laughs> Holy smoke. Michael, just here's a quick uh, protest Ireland update. Dublin, Ireland, the past two days. Here's a Globe and Mail headline this morning. Uh, Vakradar, I guess that's one of the, I don't know who that is. Is that the prime minister? I'm not sure who that is. It says anti-immigrant protesters wanted to cause chaos with at least 34 arrested, three children stabbed during riots. He says, do you see the manipulation? So the three children stabbed have nothing to do with the right-wing protesters, but they're trying to lump it all in together and, and muddy the truth about the whole thing. It's, it's very, very interesting. Very concerning too. Here is Paul Mitchell again. He says, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith rips liberal climate fraud minister Stephen Gilbo and the carbon tax. If you think things are bad now, they're going to be five times worse if we continue going down this path. Here is Danielle Smith. For some reason, 
they believe that Stephen Guibault should be setting the entire policy for the government. I, I, in the face of everything showing them that these reckless policies are causing their support to erode. Everybody knows that the reason why their grocery bills are going up, the reason why it costs uh, a lot of money to fuel up with gas and diesel, the reason why it's going to cost money in home heating this winter is because of their carbon tax, because of their reckless policies. So it's a very easy point for us to make. If you think things are bad now, they're going to be five times worse if we continue going down this path. And I, I, uh, I'm mystified as to why they think that this is a winning issue for them in the face of every single month, they get lower and lower results in the in the polls. But all I can imagine is that somehow they think that uh, Minister Gibault's position is a popular one. I can tell you, it's not. And it's going to lose them the election if they don't change course. <laughs> I think it's funny you should, you're going to lose the election. Good! Don't, don't warn them! Holy smoke, CBC is reporting the same thing. Danielle Smith to invoke the Sovereignty Act on Monday. Ottawa Power Rule on Ottawa Power Rules on Monday. Alberta's first use of the controversial law. I don't think it's controversial. To restrict federal policy will be introduced in the legislature. So that's, I'm interested to see how that rolls out. We'll see, because I think that the federal government is going to respond. Um, and I don't know if they're going to respond with legislation or not legislation, excuse me, with a court challenge or what, but I think that they're going to respond and not with, okay, Alberta. Danielle Smith is tweeting another one. She says, photo radar will be axed on Edmonton and Calgary's ring roads, part of the provincial government's new plan to eliminate all photo radar fishing holes across the province. I remember Mike Harris in the in Ontario in like 1997. My dad hated photo radar and everybody hated photo radar. Photo radar was the worst. And Mike Harris promised to make it illegal, I think. And so he won and he made it illegal and it got rid of the photo radar and they, they called it the same thing. They said it was just a way to pay, print money. Like it says, it doesn't make the roads any safer. You're just inconveniencing and pissing off a lot of people. That's it. Like it doesn't help anything. So it's the same with the 40 kilometer an hour speed limits they're going, they're going up everywhere. The next step is to put speed cameras everywhere too. So they're going to enforce that with speed cameras. So you can, you can speed, but you'll get a ticket, right? You won't get any, you won't get any demerit points, but you'll get a ticket. All money, cash money. So Barbara Kay, Moving on, says, bravo, Carolyn Brzezowski. This is also a victory for freedom of speech and common sense, as well as a sharp rebuke to overbearing ideology-led school boards. Court victory for teachers silenced for transgender book criticism. So there you go. There are there are sane judges in, in Ontario. Somebody said in one of the comments I read, it'll be taken to the Supreme Court and overturned. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought, oh man, that's pessimistic. We don't have to be that pessimistic. National Post is reporting. Uh, well, I'll just start down here. An Ontario judge has declared that human rights legislation does not prohibit public discussion of anything in, free, in a free speech victory for a teacher who was shut down when she raised concerns at a school board meeting about transgender-themed books in elementary school libraries. What happened here should not happen here in a democratic society, Ontario Superior Court Justice James Ramsey said in the case of now-retired teacher Caroline Brzezowski. The Human Rights Code does not prohibit public discussion of issues related to transgenderism or minors and transgenderism. It does not prohibit public discussion of anything. The judge was ruling on an attempt by the Waterloo Regional District School Board to have Brzezowski's defamation lawsuit against the board and its former chair, Scott P., thrown out. Brzezowski's ouster from the board meeting on January 17th, 2022, I remember reporting on that, drew international attention. She was ejected after discussing publications she said are available in the libraries of kindergarten to grade six schools. She had begun to argue the books made it seem too simple and cool to medically transition to another gender while these board uh, trustee cut short her presentation. Though uh, controversial, 
and opposed by most transgender advocates. Concerns have been voiced before, including by leading figures in the movement itself. The gender dysphoric young people are sometimes pushed too aggressively into medical transition. That last little paragraph there seems to be tiptoeing through the daisies a little bit. You're not, you're not really engaging with this whole thing. If female genital mutilation was happening, people would, would say, that's, I denounce that, we denounce that, that's not good. But because somebody's saying, no, 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 they're changing genders for some reason. That's not completely round the bend delusional. I, what? Speaking of round the bend delusional, by the way, here's Justin Trudeau. He says gender-based violence is an issue that affects women, girls, and gender diverse people across Canada. Our work to end it is far from over. So let's keep working to build a country where everyone feels safe and protected. Gender diverse people don't exist. There are two genders. <laughs> That's it. And this whole idea that somehow if you feel like the other gender, if you just mutilate yourself, then you're all good. Then you are the other gender. That's insane. And the, the idea that the prime minister can get on a public broadcast system like t Twitter X and say stuff like that and not get a huge pushback on basic biology. Like this is not, this is not accepted science. This is made up in a Marxist social lab somewhere right this is absolutely not real but they behave as if it is and if you reject it and say no no biology actually asserts itself here um they get mad at you by saying you're some kind of transphobic or something like that which serves the same purpose as islamophobic and serves the same purpose as anti-semitic and serves the same purpose as very anti-mark very anti-mark can't talk about that in front of a mark like me um Jonathan Kay is responding to Mike Ramsey. Mike Ramsey is responding to this whole thing. He says, the chairman, Scott P. of the board at Waterloo Regional Catholic District School Board, excuse me, Waterloo Regional District School Board, not Catholic, acted with malice or at least with a reckless disdain for the truth, says the judge, right? And so Jonathan Kay says, congratulations to Mike Ramsey and Carolyn Brodowski, who have been fighting the good fight at Waterloo Regional District School Board. It takes forever, doesn't it? It takes forever. That was January 2022, and we're in almost the end of November, 2023, right? Almost two years. That's a very long time, very long time. And it costs money, right? It's not zero cost. CTV news. Let's move on just a little bit. I, I saw this and I thought, man, they're going to try and they're going to try and make fetch happen, man. CTV news is reporting COVID-19 outbreak aboard Canadian warship forces cancellation of Great Lakes tour. Sure. And I mean, just as a quick side effect, we're saving all of that fuel, right? We don't have to use all that fuel. Yes. Right. Considering the guy at the beginning was telling us that we're low on everything, low on military. I wonder if we don't have it. Like, I wonder if the staffing is such that we just don't have enough people to staff it. And they're like, yeah, COVID outbreak. Cool. That's wild speculation. No basis in, uh, there's no reason for me to think that other than the, the government consistently doesn't tell the truth. They, they didn't take place or they didn't take part in NATO exercises because they were, I, I can't even remember the excuse, but the second I read it, I thought that's nonsense. And so it, it doesn't seem like they're genuine. Hello, everyone. Thanks very much for watching. This is just a short version of a longer show. If you'd like to get the whole show, you can go over to canadapoly.com and sign up for a subscription. Just look in the drop down tab for shop and donate and look for subscriptions and you'll get immediate access to the full show. Love to see you. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.